Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake. I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. Hey, hey. And we are coming to you today on, oh, my clock moves, so I don't know what day it is, August 28th, 2023, in review of August 27th, 2023, the last Sunday the in August. The greatest day ever. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But first uh, off... We have some very pressing business to cover, and that is the fact that we made a promise last week. We did. We did. On the on the uh, podcast. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, that we would, after we opened up the floor for everyone to share with us what their favorite pizza was, frozen pizza, whatever. Anyway, Hope and Jake came under a lot of ridicule. They're not with us today, so they can't defend themselves, but exactly. they came under a lot of ridicule about... Mm. What the, from me mostly <laughs> about their choice for the best frozen pizza, which was mm-hmm. Surfer Boy Pizza, the Stranger Things. Yeah, pizza. the Stranger yeah. Things. Um, so we got one, and we've cooked it, and it's sitting in front of us. Mm-hmm. And just just so I'm not spreading, fa- you know, fake narrative here, false uh-huh. news, fake news. Did I cook this pizza to pretty much perfection? Oh yeah, yeah. it looks good. It okay. looks good to me. It looks good. I just want to make sure it gets a fair shake. So we're trying. Let me see the box. The box is, uh, uh, so all right, okay, yeah, pepperoni pizza. They said the pepperoni was best, not mm. the not the three meat or mm-hmm. whatever. So that's what we're doing. I want to give it a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Surfer Boy Pizza, themed after Stranger Things. I did some reading on it. Um, mm, sorry, <laughs> Coca Cola. Have you already had a piece? Yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't tried it. I've yet to taste a piece, but I'm gonna make some predictions before I taste. Okay. First off, I'm gonna say that this is a very very mid level frozen mm. pizza at best. Just mm. by looking at it. Just by looking at it. Mm. By taking mid it out, level. Mid at best. Mm. This could be mm. low level. Wah, 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 wah. No, uh-uh, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Uh, it it's it's actually made by, and I looked this up just now. Yeah. While I was over there, while it was cooking in our oven, Palermo's is who actually makes this pizza. So right. I don't know if that makes Hope and Jake sad knowing that there's not a surfer boy pizza sweatshop somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy driving around in a van. In a van making pizzas. <laughs> but it's actually made by Palermo's, and they have uh, they make like four or five different frozen pizzas. Mm. Uh, I was about to say, I feel like that's a pretty familiar brand. It is. Mm. They they actually have a frozen pizza themselves from Palermo's, and then they also make all of the Screaming Sicilian frozen pizzas. Oh, okay. yeah. So again... So you're saying this is a gimmick? This is a branding thing. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is Hope and Jake made an emotional decision. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she is. She just turned thirty, so not not an objective, not an objective decision based upon facts. (laughs) So, so we are going to taste test this. I did punch the glass. That comes with a pair of glasses. Did one y'all get? Yeah, did y'all get them? No, No, you just punch it out of the at the back of the box, and it's (laughs) you gotta let it go. Oh no, you gotta. 
he can't read from this far away, but we're let it be known we're 30 inches from each other. It says what <laughs> you got to see it to believe it, my dudes. On the cardboard, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it, it, it is a tough font, I'll say that. All right, <laughs> so Surfer Boy Pizza, enjoy your very own Surfer Boy Pizza Pie from the new season of Netflix, Stranger Things. Mm. See, that that had them at hello, basically. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. absolutely. Go on a totally rad flavor adventure that will make it feel like your slices were delivered hot to your door. Each mouthwatering variety contains rich tomato sauce, delicious mozzarella cheese, mm. and a gnarly range of toppings. Mm. Mm. The thick crust is crispy on the outside and airy on the inside. Okay. You'll think it was hand-tossed by the Surfer Boy pizza dudes themselves. Okay. <laughs> Throw a pie in the oven and buckle up your taste buds, brochachos. Okay, so question. <laughs> I'm so not, not a Scrabble word, by the way. <laughs> I'm not a Stranger <laughs> Things fan, so is Surfer Boy pizza a thing in the show? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Girl. Okay. Girl, yeah. seriously, <laughs> yeah. seriously, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Let's do this. One of y'all go in, go for it. All right. I are we going on a scale of one to ten, or on a scale of one how, to one to we, what I said, which was Chicago's want. home run in pizza. I, I will say, and for the record, I haven't had breakfast, so I'm kind of hungry. So this has yeah. a, this. By the this way, this has a good chance of being amazing. Let me give a shout out because um, um, Ron yesterday at church. Mentioned we left out Marco's as far as have y'all had Marco's pizza? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Marco's. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Pick up the place and it, it it's actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they we have pretty good pizza. We didn't give them any love. Okay, I'm um, s- the smell. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm impressed with the amount of pepperoni they put on there. It's got sometimes you get a frozen. It pizza is kind of like overlapped. Yeah, it's got. I, a good I'm smell. telling you guys, it's, it's got like a good a, smell. This is a mid level frozen pizza at best. Okay, I'm going in. I hadn't had a bite yet. I'm I'm waiting on y'all's assessment, and then we'll find out what the truth is. <laughs> I'm waiting on you guys. I'm chewing. What do y'all think? I'm chewing. This is the episode where you get to listen to us eat. Mm-hmm. I'm chewing. It's somewhere between a Red Baron and a DiGiorno. Mid-level. Mid-level. Yeah. yeah. That's I said, low bar. They made an emotional decision. I wish they were here. Because <laughs> here's the thing. You look at the box. You look at the box, and it brings you in, especially if you're a fan of the show. Right. But if I were to cook all of the – y'all don't have to chew directly in the microphone. <laughs> I'm like six inches I've away. away. <laughs> I've turned away. I'm kidding. But if if I were to cook four or five frozen pizzas, throw the boxes away – and put the put them out there like very few people would actually choose that. All right, I'm now in fairness. I'm gonna try it. Okay. Okay. I'm you back, know, I'm you know, I'm a way away. I'm a big marinara guy, and that's not the best marinara I've ever had on a pizza. No, I'm just gonna put that out there. The crust is really good if you just eat the crust on. Oh the yeah, outside. the crust is good, and the pepperoni's good. I think the pepperoni's good. I mean, I'm definitely going for a second piece, but. I wouldn't choose this over my typical DiGiorno stuffed crust. What you thinking, Blake? You could tell there was a, some attention to the crust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's attention to the crust, but... Yeah, it's mid-level. Um, I like it better than a Red Baron or a Tombstone pizza, but it's not as good as just like a Sam's Choice rising crust pizza. <laughs> um, 
It's not. It's that not chicken bacon ranch though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Any of those, it, oh. it's it's slightly. It, it's just a hair behind those. But like you said, I mean, it's a mid-level frozen pizza. I eat lo- what I consider low-level frozen pizzas all the time. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not that I wouldn't eat it. I would absolutely eat it, and it's enjoyable. But you can't say it's the best. No. <laughs> I'd definitely take it over Little Caesars any day. But I'd take anything over Little Caesars. So. And I, I'm not I'm not too hip on the cheese either. I, th- I think it's got I think the cheese is subpar. I think it's got too much sauce and not enough cheese. Agreed. If I unpack this at home, I would be extremely tempted to doctor it up. Oh, absolutely. Because that's what I do to yeah. most right. frozen pizzas. Yeah, like if I had a dipping marinara sauce right now, I'd be dipping this because you you did go heavy on the marinara, but the marinara is not on point for me. You know what else we didn't discuss last week? Party pizzas. Toti- Those to- are bomb. Totinos? <laughs> yeah, they're like a dollar a piece. They're not the bomb. They are. They're barely edible, but they are <laughs> edible. But for the price. Right. <laughs> and that's what I say. I've eaten low-level pizza before. I don't think the marinara is bad. I just don't think it has mm. a lot of flavor. There you go. There you go. You know what I mean? It's missing some spices. Yeah. Yeah. The But the crust is, is definitely the strongest part of that pizza and... They did put a good bit of pepperonis on it for the size of pizza. So, on a scale of one to ten, would you recommend this? I mean, I wouldn't. It's like I wouldn't bash a Red Baron or a Tombstone pizza. You know, they. I mean, they hadn't done nothing to me, <laughs> and so for that reason, <laughs> I would no. I I wouldn't have anything negative necessarily to say about the pizza, but um, don't make claims that aren't true. Oh. <laughs> I Ouch. wish they were here. Man, they are so not here. <laughs> You'll be getting a text about that one later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. They're both going to want to come back on and defend their, their choice. But mm-hmm. mm. I, I stand by the fact that if I unboxed them and cooked five to six frozen pizzas, they would – I doubt very few people would actually choose that as their favorite. Yeah. If you allowed me to pick the others. Before I got here, I ran into one of our listeners Mm -hmm. at the gas station. As one does. As one always does. That's where our listeners are. And he said, he said, are y'all tasting that pizza today? I said, yeah. He said, you getting drinks? I said, yeah. (laughs) He said, he said, "I've, I've never heard of that pizza. Never heard of that. Really? Mm-hmm. He said, but I'm going I'm to be listening in and see whether or not I need to order it. So All right, there's me, at least one listener waiting on our opinion. Let me make another <laughs> Let me make another assessment here. The crust is, um, it has good, it has a good mouth feel to it. <laughs> and it's got good crunch because I cooked it perfectly, but. <laughs> you, you've said that like five times. Right. Okay. I've cooked it perfectly. But. The crust, the and the crust, the crust is probably the strongest part of the pizza, but the crust actually lacks some flavor as well. Mm-hmm. When you really focus in on it, it lacks some flavor. Yeah, it's got a good crunch, a good texture, a good thickness. But yeah, it could use some. Seasoning. I mean, I when it, when I when I'm eating that piece of pizza, I'm like, this is not a bad piece of pizza. They kept their overhead down. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Burn. But here's the thing. 
you put it on the you put surfer boy on on the box real big in this in uh on the back you put 11 in the stranger things logo mm-hmm. i mean take it to the bank i wonder i wonder what they had to pay to get that branding what I don't, I mean, I don't know exactly how all that works, but that I they I'll didn't guarantee put it into you. The... I'll guarantee you. There's a middleman that put these two things together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a middleman somewhere that went to uh, Palermo's and said, "I can get the licensing for this. Mm-hmm. Can you make the pizza?" Mm. Interesting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I bet I bet it was something like that. So on a scale of one to ten? Um, a five. Okay. I mean. <laughs> I was going six, so. I'd say four. Wow. Let it be known that you gave the lowest score. Right. Four. That's a just. I'm just being honest. This is an objective opinion. <laughs> How, why? This would not even be any good if we were not. Telling the truth, so mm-hmm. I'm giving it a four. All right. Like, you lost me on the marinara. The marinara's got to be there for me. Did y'all have two slices? Yeah. Yeah. I only had one. I'm going to do one more. Okay. Just because I normally would do. <laughs> so y'all can talk while I eat it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, Tiff, how was your weekend this week? <laughs> Did I tell you not to ask? I did. <laughs> I did nothing this week. You did nothing? I did nothing. I did a lot of sitting on my couch watching my family clean the house. Some would say nothing is something. This is true. Not true? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little rest. Well, I have my, my family made me eat crow this weekend. Made you eat crow? How so? They must have taken my little comments about, you know, gifts and Father's Day gifts and, you know, mm-hmm. and how bad they are and stuff. So they they made it a point that this birthday this because my birthday was yesterday. Mm-hmm. They made it a point to do their best. Okay. And the one thing I did not do this weekend is starve. I ate like a king. Yeah. I ate like a king. Nice. I had steaks. I had Olive Garden. Mm. I had um a shrimp bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it was, and I had my own red velvet cake, which is my favorite Ooh. cake of all time. Nice. I got to bring it home. It's just sitting there on the island anytime I need to snack. So, it was a good weekend. Nice. How about you, Blake? I didn't know that was your favorite cake. <laughs> really? For real? <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. I went out to I went out to eat with a few couples from our church. Just me. <laughs> How awkward those Did that you thing. get invited? <laughs> No, it was me and Cass. We went out with a few couples from our church, and uh, we had a good time. We went to Big Mike's Steakhouse in Lake Gunnersville. Let's go. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. It was a long wait, and it was really hot <laughs> outside, but we found some shade and found some stuff, you know, past the time, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a good time. Did we, you tell them we had a Big Mike that went here at one time? <laughs> <laughs> no. But I've never been there before. They have this place called, I don't know, Harbor Place or Harbor Walk or Harbor City or something. I don't know, Harbor something. <laughs> and it's... Uh, <laughs> Harbor. Yeah, it's on Lake Gunnersville. And there's a bunch of... Uh, there. There's a few restaurants and shops and stuff. It's like a boardwalk out there. 
It's pretty cool. Hmm, that nice. live live band out outside on the dock at night once it got dark out there playing. So it was cool. Yeah. We did that Saturday night. This a it was a good steakhouse. A good steak. Everybody enjoyed it. So hmm. nice. Very good. Yep. Other than that, I can't remember. Uh that was Saturday. Yeah, I just did a bunch of around the house stuff before that. Hmm. So what? Where did you eat steak? Did y'all cook steak at home? No, Brownie's parents. They cook steak. Mm-hmm. Y'all went to their house. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, very exciting. <laughs> we wanted like, to thank uh, y'all for tuning in to public radio. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, next up, now we're commentary read. <laughs> on music. Yeah, Here, let's go. Now we're going to read the obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> um. We did want to celebrate your birthday, though. Yeah. Happy, oh, you what? Happy birthday. Do, do I need to do the honors? Yeah, okay. it's right behind you. All right, here we go. He is opening a closet. <laughs> what in the world is in a closet? We had to hide it. Oh, it's a cake. It's a cake. <laughs> nice. It is a... It is a... I see red velvet. Variety cake. You got that. So there's red velvet, caramel, carrot, and chocolate. Oh, and thank a card. You. Thank so you. you. Can take your pick. And a card. And a says, card. This says Joey on it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you know who it's so who unique. For. So now you get to listen to us eat dessert. Yeah. Eat dessert. <laughs> Ever now, of course, everybody's probably wondering what my age is. Well, you got to read the card. Okay. There are good birthdays and great birthdays. A great birthday is where you get lots of expensive gifts. Have a good birthday. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Happy birthday. Amazon gift card. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> and um, you know those um, you know those things that you can do, the cameo things? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Where you get a celebrity. Yeah. And you pay them to, like, make you a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you do that? We did that. <laughs> For you, I think you're going to enjoy there it. There is no way you did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yep. It, it's just an audio. There's just an audio. Let me find it here. I put it on the my phone's trying to freeze up on me. I don't want you to have this. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. So I'll try to just hold it up to the microphone so the uh, the audience can hear it. Hey, Brother Wingo, this is Terry Pines. I'm calling to try to reach Pastor Joey. His phone number was not listed in these here green pages, but if you could give him this message or let him hear this voicemail, that would be fantabulous. (laughs) Hey, Pastor Joey, this is your favorite evergreen. Mr. Terry Pines, and I call in to wish you the very mostest, bestest of the happiest birthdays. I hope you have a wonderful birthday, and man, I can't wait for this heat to break, and I'm ready for Christmas time at High Point <laughs> Community Church in Corner, Alabama. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to sing you the happy birthday song today, Pastor Joey, so here we go. I don't want a two and a three. Happy birthday to you, Pastor Joey. Happy birthday to you, Reverend Joey. Happy birthday, Pastor Joey. They spent a fortune on me to sing for you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pastor Joey. Can't wait to see you at Christmas. 
What about that? Wow. <laughs> very good. nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Terry Pines. It didn't get any better than that. <laughs> no, that's big time. That's huge. <laughs> so does that mean Terry's coming for Christmas this year? Yeah. Does know. that mean he's yes. coming? I don't know. He's going to make uh, an appearance. Well, his appearance rate has went through the roof. Oh. So. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> He's in such demand. He is. Yes. So, wow. Anyway. Very. I'm, I'm just, I feel so much love right now. It's just. Maybe we should call that our say what segment. So, <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is Terry Pines? You got you to gotta explain Terry. Yeah. All right. So some people, well, why don't you? <laughs> what can you say about Terry? Um, uh, people, there, cause there are the people first... who are like, who in the world is that? He's the first cousin of Tomater, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he he made an appearance what three years ago? Something like that. At Christmas Two time, years. he is an inflatable Christmas tree. Twenty twenty. Okay. That is apparently a stand-up comic and loves to crash our services during Christmas time and bring everybody to mm. stitches. So. So yeah, so if you if you're interested in a surprise, if we if we have Terry Pine show up uh, at Christmas time, then it's going to be worth you coming and hanging out at, around High Point around Christmas time. I'm still looking for those Terry Pine T-shirts, by the way. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to make that happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that recording. You won't have to send that to me. <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. Well, I don't have a say what segment unless y'all just really, really want one. No, I mean, is that okay? The, we'll let Terry I mean, Pines. We'll hold it till I, next time. I'm kind of interested in the challenge of like really, really want one. If you don't have one, <laughs> like you're gonna come up with one on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got some made up? Or? Well, I, I, and I, I'm not trying to make this like a regular thing, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought about, because when we did the whole pizza thing last week, I said some people were interested in it. So I thought, well, maybe we should do some more of that. And I've got a ton of that kind of stuff that sure. we can do uh, okay. in the future. Sure. So I've got a few of those in the hopper, but that's up to you guys. I, you know, or we can just proceed. Well... What do you want to do? It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh, let's hear one of your questions. Okay. Well, uh, yesterday. Well, let me let me let me back up. Today, actually, this morning. And again, I'm not trying to make this a thing where we release an episode of one podcast and then we talk about it on another. Okay, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just found like I thought it was another interesting one because. It pops up when it when the episode drops. You know the graphics and stuff will pop mm-hmm. up, and I'll see them, and it makes me think. Well, I wonder what their answer would be mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. So we did an episode of Unclever where we talked about celebrity encounters. Mm. Yeah. So, do either of you have a interesting celebrity encounter story? We, I've already shared one. We, well, did, we did talk about this a little bit. Which was what? Who? What? You what? don't you don't remember? You got to jog my memory. The world of wills or whatever. Oh, Hasselhoff. Baby. Hasselhoff. Yeah. That's right. We just talked about that. <laughs> that um, was what, like two that was that two was probably ago. that was probably the most memorable. Mm-hmm. But mm. so I know, and I shared this because, like, um, I know for you and I, especially, probably the most starstruck you've ever been, and and I know that that's kind of a that's kind of an off-putting term for for what I'm about to say is probably from someone who had 
maybe a large impact on you ministerially. Mm. Is that true? It, it was for me. Like, And I'm not saying I was starstruck in the sense of I couldn't speak to him maybe. Well, in one instance, yes. But, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I mean, you're, you're like me in the fact that, you, well, even more so because of your years in, with uh, SDEA and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. You kind of met like a who's who of like Christian speakers and sure. artist pastors and things like that and, sure. you know, singers and stuff. So after a while that you kind of get a little bit not numb yeah. to it, but it didn't, it's not as big of a deal. I did. I did. So like, I mean, all my kids, they have pictures with Toby Mac. They got pictures with, right. you know, Andy Minio, um, you know, David Crowder, things like that. Now I'm name dropping. I got to stop. But, yeah. um, I would say my most interesting encounter with a couple of celebrities that is kind of outside that ring, um, was, um, and I think I've told you this, I don't know if I've told you this, but, it was an accident. Yeah. And well, that, so what you're, okay, before you say, I just want to say this is what's interesting about celebrity encounters to me is where they happen. Where they happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so I had an encounter that I did not even know I had the encounter. Like, I don't know if there are people out there that are like, you've ran into a celebrity or ran into somebody <clears throat> that has celebrity status and you didn't recognize them in the moment. And then later on, you found out, oh my goodness. Like, right. I was standing there in front of, you know, whoever. And so so this particular, this was at a in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, at a conference center, and there was about 12,000 kids in this arena. And, in, and my job was to make sure that if kids and, and people came down for counseling, that I had counselors, you know, mm-hmm. for everybody coming down. And... And so I've, it was one of those nights where we just got overwhelmed. Like we just needed more bodies and more people. And so we're even calling from the stage, youth pastors, adult leaders, you know, if you can come forward and help us, whatever. And so I'm out recruiting. Like if I saw a youth pastor, I yeah. knew, I was like, hey, man, we need you. Can you come back? I turned and I saw somebody, and it was one of those, you know, you're going fast, going fast, going fast, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I think I, I recognize you. I can't remember your name, but I, I recognize you. And hey, man, can you can you go right. help? And <laughs> I looked over on the wall, and there was this man and woman leaned up against the wall, and I went, I recognize them. I don't, I can't remember the name, but I know them. And I came up, I was like, hey, can can you guys come back? We're overwhelmed with counseling. Can y'all? Oh, can I y'all come? Th- yeah, I know this story. Okay, yeah. I was like, "Can y'all come back and help us mm-hmm. counsel?" And 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 the the lady who looked extremely familiar, she looks at me. She goes, "Oh, I don't think we should." And uh, and I looked at him, and he was like, "Yeah, we probably just need to stay right here on the wall." And I was like, "Are you? Oh, come on, guys!" And like, <laughs> I'm like, "We need you," and they're like, first of all, thank you for asking, but we 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 need to stay right here." And I could tell. They were being kind of like, we're you're not going to talk us into They're this. They're shutting down. They're yeah. shutting down. Yeah. And so I went, oh, okay, okay. I, I moved on, and I kept in my head. I kept thinking they look familiar. Yeah. And I'm going to try to figure out. And why don't they want to serve? And why don't right. they want to serve? <laughs> and how come Joey Hill not asking them is not enough? You know. So anyway, mm-hmm. so I go on around. Anyway, later on we had a debrief of the night, and I was. They, they were all like, hey, Joel, you did a good job, you know, going out and recruiting, getting folks to come help us and stuff. That was huge and everything. And then one of the volunteers said, hey, did y'all know so-and-so and so-and-so was there that night? And I went. And when the minute he said it, I went. Can I say? 
Now, hold on. I said, the minute they said their names, I went, that's where I know them from. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so Tiff doesn't know this story, right? No. All right. Go ahead and tell everybody. If I remember correctly. Go ahead and tell everybody who the couple was that I was trying to push to come down and counsel with kids. Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. That's it. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) So wherever they perform, but but my, you know, they're they're always going to have that story. You remember that guy that came? (laughs) Yeah. Had they performed that night, or were they just there? No. See what what had happened? We had Jeremy Camp doing a concert that night. Mm-hmm. Well, their 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 kid was at the conference. Ah, uh, okay. Um and they are huge Jeremy Camp fans. Yeah. And so they slipped they their tour bus was parked out back. Yeah. They walked in, slipped in just to watch Jeremy Camp. Mm. And here comes this guy out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, we need you guys. Come on. Oh, come on. I know y'all. Yeah. That's you know? uh that's funny. It, it, it's really, it's really good though. It's, I mean, and, and you put them in a really tough spot because yeah. I mean they're really nice people, right? They if, really are nice people, and they probably would have done it. And if, but if, if, but if, they know the minute they, they walk, walk in down that room. there, or the minute they walk down front where yeah. people can see them, then it becomes about yeah, they, it becomes about them, them. yeah, and yeah. not yeah. about what's going on. Yeah. So it's yeah. a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> So, yeah. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, if you hear this podcast, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was that is that probably your the most famous person you ever met? Uh, probably recent. Yeah, like as far as like worldwide. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I don't know if I I don't know if I can one up you or not. Probably not. It's probably about the same level, maybe, but just in a completely different genre. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the the three like outside of like the Christian music or you know pastoral world or whatever that that I shared was um, and they all three took place in in the same place not at the same time <clears throat> is I met Scotty Pippen let's go <laughs> yeah Scotty Pippen and in um, <clears throat> all three of these okay and this is gonna sound really bad all three of these took place in Las Vegas, but I've only been to Las Vegas twice in my life, and once. How many times have you been to Las Vegas? Zero. Same here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so both times I had very good reason to be there. Uh, one, once the first time I went, it was when I when I met Scotty Pippen. I was in college. He was still playing. He was still playing yeah. basketball. Oh wow! So I was in college and. Um, we had a we were singing at one of the hotel casinos in exchange for basically they'll book groups like that to come in. Some of them will where they'll say, hey, We set up in our atrium, set up in this part of our lobby or whatever and perform and we will comp your rooms for three mm-hmm. three nights or yeah. whatever. And so mm-hmm. that was the thing. So then everybody just has to cover their airfare. <laughs> and it's pretty cheap to fly there and back, you know. Yeah. So anyway. We were underage. We couldn't even go on casino floors, but uh, or we weren't supposed to. <laughs> but, but no, how I ran into so me and another guy when we realized we're going to have tons of downtime. All right, well that's mm-hmm. that's a bad situation for a bunch of college students you know, right. to begin with. So, but he was my roommate, and he was he was a guy I knew I wouldn't get in, wouldn't get in trouble hanging around that sort of thing. So he and I decided let's see if we can visit 
every major hotel casino on the strip just so we can always say from now on because we thought this was the last time we'll ever be here mm. we can right. always say yeah we went to i've been to mgm been grand there, yeah. i've been to mandalay bay right. been to luxor and all that stuff you know so we did in three days we we hit every single one of them and spent a good bit of time in each one and we were in the food court at the venetian which is across the street from caesar's palace and it was late at night we were making our way one hotel at a time back to our hotel yeah and on that side of the strip and as we're coming back through we uh we decide to go to the Vene- or venetian it has like a mall in it and there's a food court in the mall just like any mm-hmm. other mall mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so we decide we spot a crispy cream donut i don't think it's the, maybe it's not there anymore i don't know but there was a crispy cream donut in the food court at the venetian nice mm. and so uh we decide because we're 19 and stupid. <laughs> let's go get Krispy Kreme hats and wear them around. <laughs> so, so we go, we go up, and the way the thing is, <laughs> is that not dumb? Wow. The way the thing is wow. built is it's like a V shape. And so you walk up to one side of the, it's, there's like a column. And on one side, is a is a glass case with all the different styles of donuts. So you mm-hmm. walk up there and you order, oh, I want this, 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 and this. They box them all up, and then they pass them across, and you walk around the column, and there's the cash register on the other side. So mm-hmm. we're standing there picking out all of – or no, we, we walk up and say, hey, can we get hats? And the guy's like, you got to buy a donut. And we're like, okay, <laughs> two glazed donuts. And so <laughs> – and then we're like, make sure you give him our hats too. So <laughs> as we're talking and exchanging with this guy, right about the time – uh, we finished talking to him. The guy who's with me says, Scotty Pippen's right there. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, he's right there. I was like, the basketball player? He says, yeah. So I walk around the corner and I look, and there he is, all six foot nine of him. Mm. Gosh. I mean, it's like 11 mm. o'clock, 12 o'clock at yeah. night. Yeah. There's nobody else hardly in the food court. Well, we don't we don't have camera phones. Right. There's <laughs> nothing on it. And I just stopped and I looked at him, and I'm like <laughs> – I I start laughing. I immediately start laughing. I'm like, that is him. What's up? And I just start chuckling, and he looks at us, and that guy has the deepest voice on the planet. Mm. He said something, no clue what he said. Completely intelligible. That's what it sounded like. And it, But it, he laughed. He was smiling when he said it, so I'm, I'm guessing. Translation, boys with... Krispy Kreme hats, do not come over here and bother yeah. me. <laughs> don't, don't come over here by me wearing that stuff, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But he don't got his box it. of donuts and left. But huh. the the other two that, that I talked about was I met Lance Bass from NSYNC. And, oh, let's uh, go. Stephen A. Smith. Mm. Let's go. From ESPN. Okay. There you so go. Both of those were. I like Stephen Smith. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a big fan of his persona on television, but in person he was. Yeah. He was very personable and gave me like a, gave me a ton. Actually, mm. talked to me for probably five minutes, which is a long time, you know, mm. to just stand there and talk. So yeah, yeah. I did meet Mike Huckabee. I got to hang out with him for a little bit. I met bit. Mike Huckabee too. Mm-hmm. We met him at the same time, didn't we? No. Mm-mm. I was at a I was at a conference thing. But you and I went to a breakfast that he was at. Yes. Yes. That's yes. where I met him. I mean, I say met him basically. Right. Hey, shake your hand and now you're gone. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. No, I, I got to meet him as in like I had to take him to his room. Right, so spend some time. So I got to spend some time, mm-hmm. you know, riding the elevator, stood out in the hallway and talked before we went in. Yeah. Neat guy. Interesting. Neat mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. 
Uh, what? You got any? Nothing near as interesting as y'all's. <laughs> <laughs> so my Barney, my senior year, we took our <laughs> my senior year. I met the quarterback right. on the football team, yeah. <laughs> and he's a cutie. Mm. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Who did you meet? Uh, so my senior year, we took a trip to Atlanta for our like quote unquote senior trip, and we went to Six Flags, and Usher was there. <laughs> And so I didn't get to meet him, but he was there with his posse and they were shutting down all the rides as we were standing in line so that he could ride. It was really frustrating, actually. Oh, I bet. Did you, you <laughs> saw him? you hate a I saw him, yeah. I have a picture of him. I, I believe I have a picture printed in my senior book. I seen uh, from <laughs> a distance. very grainy. From a distance. <laughs> from a distance, I seen uh, Jerry, fin- Jerry Seinfeld in, uh, in New York City at... Uh, yeah. Went went out to eat at a fancy restaurant, and he was across the restaurant getting yeah. up to leave. And then the only other one that I have is uh, my, I believe it was also my senior year that this happened. But you remember the show Extreme Home Makeover? Yeah. With Ty Pennington? Mm-hmm. So they made over a home across the street from my high school. Oh. And so we went I and think stood I remember over there. That. Yeah, and he would come over and do autographs. Oh, Ty. Did, yeah. Move that bus. Yeah. Didn't they yeah. build a didn't they put like a little water park or something in the backyard of that house? I don't remember. It was I, massive. I they had had like the family had had like quadruplets or quintuplets or I something like that. I remember that episode. Yeah. And they had older kids, so they had a lot of kids, and so they rebuilt their house and it was massive. Yeah. Mm. And well, and I remember I remember people I remember it being like in the local newspaper and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. So did you get to see Usher? Like, did you see him with your own eyes? I saw him, yeah. Probably from as close as 20 feet away. But you couldn't get to him because he had, like, bodyguards and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've so seen people like that, him, and I, but I just, I just didn't want to be that guy. You didn't want to be yeah. that guy? Hey, Ush! Yeah. Well, Ush! I, <laughs> I don't mind yelling at somebody if I really want to meet him. Yeah, we're going to need to uh, <laughs> shut down this uh, ride. Usher! Over here! <laughs> oh man, I love it. Wouldn't it be awesome if like how cool would it be if that song oh if that song played everywhere you walked in? Every time you walked oh. into a room that started playing. Every time. Every time and yeah. they announce it like this. Every time you break the threshold. And now entering the room. <laughs> ready to <laughs> preach the sermon for High Point today. It's Mr. Blake Wingo. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Please keep your hands and feet inside the cart at all times. All times. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I've seen a handful of people. My, my mom is the biggest me monster, though, when it comes to meeting people. Mm. Um, not that she's met a ton necessarily, but she has the... Like she shuts the party down. Like when you start talking about who I met this person, I met this person. She met Michael Jordan. Oh, like you don't get bigger than that. Yeah, I mean, I yes, cool. you I was, know, I was a big like, Michael Jordan fan. As a like, how do you one up that? Mm-hmm. Like, why? What is it about moms who have like no interest in meeting famous people? They meet the best. <laughs> you, do you know who my mom has met? Who's that? My mom has met Michael Jackson. And not only that, but was given a Michael Jackson tour jacket from back in the back in the eighties. And my mom had it in her closet for years. And then she sold it at a yard sale. There is no telling what that thing is worth. Hmm. So is there anyone that you would want to meet? Like and let me let me phrase it. Let me let me phrase it this way. 
sit down and have a conversation with, not in it needs to be somebody somebody alive right yeah. now. Okay, and maybe not someone of spiritual influence. Oh. So I got me, it. Let me really narrow it. I would say you just knocked out my two people. I so. know. Yeah, I got it. All right, Elon Musk, oh. hands down. Cool. That That's a good one. I would do it. That's a good one. I'd I'd go to Vegas for that. Lunch is on him. <laughs> right. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> it's crazy to get on Twitter now and see his ex. Yeah. It's just like, man, he's taking over. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting one. Yeah. Mine's way more shallow than that. Who is it? <laughs> well, the one I gave on the other podcast was Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Do you uh uh do you know who that is? Can I have a piece of my cake? Do you, yes. Do you know who that I is? Can. Do you know who that is, Joey? You don't? You don't even know who Daniel Radcliffe is? No, man, I'm just looking at my cake. <laughs> I was going to get a piece of cake. What's a piece of cake? Tell me who Daniel Radcliffe is. Tell He's, everybody out there who Daniel Radcliffe is. Well, I think most everybody knows. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I know. I could tell by look on your face. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is the guy who played Harry Potter. Yeah, see, that's why I didn't know. Okay. Because that's dumb. Right. That's just dumb. <laughs> the reason, though, is not because I'm like some super fanatic Harry Potter person. I just find it interesting to talk to people who are like enormous child stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I just think it's like, what made you different than everyone else? Like Michael J. Fox. Yes. Like, how did you navigate? How did you do that? Yeah. If you, how, did, how did you navigate that? A lot of them. Uh, Ron Howard. Ooh. Ron Howard would be an amazing one. Yeah. I would love to sit down and talk to him. Hey, that guy is super interesting. Mm. What was that you were telling me that day about Ron Howard? That about he's interesting? That, no, that made him a, the type of director he was. He was talk, talking about how he got that from being on the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, what was what was I talking about? I can't Something remember. about all the stories. Like Andy would sit him down and tell him a story, and he, that's how he learned how to be a storyteller. Yeah, <clears throat> well, like there was always like that teachable moment in the Andy Griffith show, you know, where like right. the soft music would start playing, and then Andy would sit him down and be like, "Now, Ope," you know, and he would start telling him like this really meaningful thing, and then, uh, but anyway, he he was talking about that. That's how he got. He realized how the show kind of drove towards that, and Andy taught him that. And then he started realizing how to craft that even better. Like even as like a little kid, he would he would realize, you know, if we did this here, that this would work. And uh, anyway, I've heard interviews of him talk about it, where he said where he talks about you know sharing that with Andy on mm -hmm. the spot, and he remembers the first time Andy he told he said something about that to Andy, and Andy was like, "That's a great idea, Ronnie." And then you just did it, you know? Mm. And anyway, hmm. it's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I told y'all y'all were going to listen to us eat dessert. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. <laughs> it was looking delicious in the middle of the This table. is red velvet cake with cream cheese icing. I, I'm going to wait. than the butter stuff. I'm going to wait until I'm, we're uploading the podcast to eat, eat my piece. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not I'm trying not to one-up y'all. All right. So, what else do we need to talk about? Well, um, the sermon. <laughs> well, because it was my birthday. 
Yeah. I got the Sunday off and Man, my joke, my opening joke didn't land nearly it well. It was awesome. I that was my favorite part. It did oh thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It did not land well. And for whatever reason Well, it took everybody off guard. Look, our people can laugh, but it takes them a minute. It's like you gotta give them permission. Like if you have a clever joke, yeah, it takes them a minute. Yeah. You gotta throw in your own little chuckle. And then let them respond. Like, well, they, that, that's they what need... I did. And in, in the second service, the second service as a whole, like the the message portion of it for me went way better than the first. Um, you know, I had a, I had a trial run under my belt, but uh, but the uh, the joke actually landed a little better in the first service. But I think that's because you were sitting in the room, mm-hmm. right? So what I said for anybody that that wasn't there, I yeah, said I wasn't there. So <laughs> I, I said um, I said you know I, I welcomed everybody, talked about the the series a little bit or whatever, and I said and by the way, in case you don't know, today is our senior pastor's birthday, and I said I referenced him sitting in the room in the first service, but then I said uh, and Joey wanted nothing more today than to be able to listen to his favorite preacher. <laughs> And there was a few little snickers there, and I said, but unfortunately, that guy was not available, so here I am here instead. I, am. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it. And in the first service, it got it got a little bit of a laugh, but I think that's because he started laughing. So <laughs> second service just stared at me. Mm. Let's get this thing over with. <laughs> I doubt They're like, that. It's almost lunchtime. I doubt that. I heard good stuff. Well, you were there, so. Uh, I was, I was, I was there, and you were bringing in the fourth part of our series entitled Infallible. Um, in the month of July, we climbed uh, Mount Sinai. For those of you who are at High Point and in the know, then you know what that means, um, climbing Mount Sinai. But during this month, we always look at the Bible as an entirety in itself. And and so we look at the Bible, the doctrine of the Word of God, that kind of thing. And and so so a lot of this particular series was uh, apologetic in nature. Yeah, yeah. Most of it was. And I, I guess it has to be when you throw out the word infallible. The name of our series is infallible. And infallible actually means incapable of error. So we're saying not only does the Bible not have any errors in it, and it's just a miracle uh, having over 40 different authors spanning over 1,600 years. And for there not to be one single error, that's a miracle. Um, but then on top of it, we go one step further and say it's incapable of having error. Yeah. And so obviously you're going to have to be apologetic in nature. And so um, I did the first part, and then Blake did the second part. Then I did last week the third part, and then Blake closed it out yesterday. And... Um, and so you started out, um, you know, just kind of helping people understand, you know, that that the Bible itself is, you know, in terms of like when we read it, because you know, ultimately where you were headed was the Bible when you read it is not necessarily what we think it is, and we approach it in a, sometimes in an incorrect manner. Like we yeah. approach it, you know, we read it for the wrong reasons— we and a lot of it's just because we haven't we haven't really um identified the bible for what it truly is yeah. you know i started off with a story about the guy that uh, wrote the book the year of living biblically 
that mm-hmm. that was kind of telling that story. Have you talked about that book before? I have. Okay. Tell, tell people about that book. Well, I thought you had because it, it, especially what, guys that are pastors and in ministry listening, tell them about that book. It's a it's an interesting read. Yeah. Um. This is, the guy who wrote it, um, AJ Jacobs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up here. I had pulled it up on a tab just to make sure that I said called his name correctly. Yeah, AJ Jacobs. It's called The Year of Living Biblically. He he's wrote several books that are. Sort of like this. He okay. First off, he's not a Christian. He's a self-professed agnostic. Uh, so it's not l- written from a Christian perspective at all. Uh, but this guy's written several books that are like this. It was you know he's done one that was like you know, hit, well the title of the book is uh, the year living biblically, one man's quest to follow the Bible as literally as possible, and he also did one called Drop Dead Healthy, one man's a humble quest for bodily perfection. And he's done like basically a lot of life experiment type books. I yeah. think he has actually has a book called the life experiment or something of that nature. But anyway, so it's not written from a Christian perspective, but he wrote the book basically as a way of kind of almost poking fun a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. At, or, or basically trying to create the, the, uh, the appearance that, actually living biblically is impossible. So he went through the Bible and wrote down every command you know, every command he could find. So from the Ten Commandments to all the Levitical laws. And then he tried to adhere to every one of them for a year. And uh <laughs> the book is just him it's awful. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's bad. Awful. Him reporting his experience. So he's missing the forest through the trees yes. doing yeah. it that way. But but it was funny. The the funnier ones that I've, I mean because obviously you got the long beard thing with the long sideburns. So he look he has like an orthodox Jewish look to him, and then um, but also, you know his wife hated him. Yeah, uh-huh. like just I hate you right now. Follow. Have, follow have we been up. reading through Exodus this last week? Mm-hmm. I can just imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so, so the uh, the ones that would get him in trouble was not so much that, but those were extreme. Like the dress, you can't wear mixed fibers in your mm-hmm. clothing. Uh, you can't. Um, uh, your diet would be extremely restrictive, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the one that got him in trouble was the the how he were how he was to treat members of the opposite sex and some of that Levitical law. If 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 a woman was there was a chance at her being like ceremonially unclean, mm-hmm. then he was to not interact with her whatsoever. And not only that, but he's supposed to stone her. So <laughs> you're gonna love That's this. Extra You'll special. love this. Yeah. So he he basically <laughs> kind of just determines like what's my random gauge for determining if a woman is ceremonially unclean, mm. and he used revealing clothing or and it, and he went super conservative on it. Basically, if he could just see any, any part really of her legs or her arms, he would just assume that she was <laughs> unclean. <laughs> and so as he's walking down the street and he would come across women like this, he he always carried a pocket full of pea gravel. <laughs> And so when he would when he would walk by <laughs> when he would walk by ladies, he would take a piece of pea gravel out and flick one at, at her as a way to stone her. Don't you know there was a woman somewhere that went, Did you just flick some gravel at me? Like And then he's not supposed to interact. He's not supposed to interact with her, so he just keeps going, you know, and that's this kind of thing and just 
stone her and keep going and ho- hope that she didn't really notice. He so. got very creative. Yeah, yeah, he got creative. So anyway. You better stay away from Southside Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Flicking them everywhere, baby. It's comical. I mean, Don't go to Miami. <laughs> but it was, you know. It was a, it was a big publicity stunt. <laughs> exactly. It was just a big publicity stunt. But the point of, the point of sharing about it was just to say that you know people will uh that they struggle to re- to read the Bible in context, you know, mm-hmm. first and foremost and then especially to turn around and apply it to their life correctly. Yeah. So. And so from there you kind of took that into like three approaches mm-hmm. to the Bible. Right. And uh the first one you said was Read your Bible as if your life depended on it. Yeah, so the the text was from Deuteronomy 30, and it's where Moses is essentially, you know, laying out the importance of following this law because he's been preaching to them for all 30 chapters of, of Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. And so in chapter, in chapter 30, he's basically kind of hammering them for the importance of this, basically telling them, or he, he did it in chapter 29, but then also in chapter 30, that this is the difference between life and death. And so, and blessing and cursing in your life. And so I just kind of made some points based off of that, you know, if it really is the difference between, you know, life and death, like, and, um, you know, all areas of our life or any aspect of our life, how well it's rooted in God's word really Mm -hmm. determines is that area of our life blessed or cursed? Mm -hmm. Is that area of our life yeah. Life giving is it is it full of life or is it dead? Yeah, I I wrote down the level of stability on in an area is based on how much that area is rooted into the word of God. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and and then I also wrote it do, uh what am, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> it doesn't just offer stability but it also is the difference between blessing and blessing curses. and cursing. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah, that was the whole life and death thing and and blessing and cursing. And I actually backed up to chapter twenty nine to read another part that just kind of reemphasized that. Over yeah, did we mention that you were in Deuteronomy thirty? I can't remember if we yeah. said that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I okay. Did. All right, I just said it. Um, but yeah, so I backed up to twenty to twenty nine and read a uh, you know portion of text there where he really kind of hammered home on the whole blessing, blessed versus cursed thing. Mm. Um, and and the idea being that you know. We see it like anybody would admit to the fact of, okay, I see that as a difference between life and death. Like they would, we would verbalize that. Like, um, you know, most Christians today, like if you're, if somebody was sitting in the room, like they would probably admit that. They would say that. They would out loud. But do we actually do anything about it? Hmm. And that was in the second service, I slipped in an illustration there that I didn't have in the first service. So you didn't hear this one, Joey, but I said, um, so, you know, you have to, you have to actually be spurred into action. Like you actually have to discipline yourself to change things. We can't just know that we need to hide scripture in our heart. Mm -hmm. We actually have to do it. Mm -hmm. And the illustration that I used was football. I said, so for instance, because I had, you know, a bunch of students sitting down there, a bunch of football players, I said, you know, off season, if you're a football player, then what do you do? You set goals, right? Mm-hmm. You say, man, I need to drop my 40-yard dash time by this much. Mm-hmm. I need to increase my bench press by this much, squat, deadlift, power clean, whatever. You set all the – and this is the same with any competitive sport, obviously, mm-hmm. when you're wanting to physically improve yourself in that way. Or the same way for someone who's just trying to go on a diet and lose weight or, you know, gain muscle mass or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you set these goals – 
And then after you set these goals, then you could sit down and – so for a football player, for instance, you sit down and talk with a coach, right? And the mm-hmm. coach says, well, this is what you need to do or your trainer or whatever. You need to do this, this, this. If you're somebody who's going to the gym, you talk to your trainer, you talk to maybe even a nutritionist, okay? I need to do this, 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 and this. But then after you have all that information, then what do you do? You get to work. Mm-hmm. It, we're under no delusion in that in that situation that, for, say, for a football player, for instance, no, they're, even as, as a young child, none of those – guys who play football are delusional to the fact that the coach is not going to come in here and say, here's what you need to do to get faster and stronger. And then when you walk out of that room where he told you that, you're going to be able to bench 405 and run a 4-3. Right. Like everybody understands that hard work and discipline is required to reach that goal. Right. And so it's not just the knowledge, it's doing something with the knowledge. It's not our understanding of the importance of God's Word that has the power to change our life. It's actually what we do with that understanding exactly. that has the power yeah. to change it's our like life. It's like the old illustration of the soap salesman mm. that had body odor. Right. And he was wondering why he couldn't sell any soap. And it's yeah. because he wasn't <laughs> applying his own product. Right. Um, but you, d- you made a statement I wrote down. You said, we know God's Word is important, but we don't do anything about it. And mm-hmm. and you you gave the illustration of like, you know it. You know God's Word. You know this stuff's important. You know that it is, you know, it is the very words of God. Like you believe that and you think all that's important. Yet, if I were to give you a million dollars, mm-hmm. But the requirement to to receive the million dollars is you could never read the Bible ever again. Yeah. Mm. Would you take it? He said, and you said, I like because most people would be like, oh, no, no. And you said, most of you are going to say no because you're in church and you're around other believers right. and stuff. However, I liked what you said when you said the very fact that in your mind you hesitated yeah. should tell you everything you need to know. Right. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, so. and that off of that, you know, few statements is when I shared the football illustration yeah. in the second service. But yeah, it was because it was the same idea. Yeah. But if you, if you, if it's really the difference between life and death, you know, because the the hesitation essentially would be this: somebody says a million dollars for fill in the blank. Well, for us, a million dollars cash, that's like, well, man, that really helped my family. This, 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 and this. You see what I mean? Yeah. And it's like we never stop and think but you just took my Bible away. And so it's like, you see, you belittled what the Bible does in your family mm-hmm. yeah. in that moment just by hesitating. Yeah. And so that was Which kinda, is more, val- what do you value the most? Right. Yeah. Well, the, your second approach um, from it was, uh, you said, read the Bible because God has not hidden anything He wants us to know. Yeah. And that was verses 11 through 14 in chapter 30. Um, and, you know, basically just kind of pointing out the fact that a lot of people feel like they just can't understand Scripture. And, mm-hmm. You know, they feel like, you know, it's too difficult for them to kind of really pick apart and decipher. But, you know, Moses' encouragement there, you know, he says, you know, um, I'll read it to you. It says, for, for this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it too far off. It is not up in heaven that you should say, who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us? that we may hear it and do it. So that's, Mm. you know, he's very plainly saying, hey, regardless of what you think, this isn't too hard because, you know, and that, that, that same idea like permeates our culture today. Like we Mm. have people that would say, you know, the Bible was written X number of years ago. There's no way that we can fully understand it in our culture today. We've got cultural blinders or whatever on, but, Mm. but 
according to God's word, it's very different. Instead, what we we want is just like the coach, football coach illustration, we want to come into a room and have a pastor say everything to us that we need to know and then get up and walk out and everything be perfect, everything Mm -hmm. be great. We never actually have to entrench ourselves personally into it. And that's Mm -hmm. when I shared the uh, Francis Chan Mm -hmm. Pez illustration about, you know, him uh, walking through his house and the daughter, his daughter offers him pears from the packet. And he's like, no, I don't want any pears. And he's thinking to himself, you know, it's just colored sugar is all it is. And then yeah. he walks to the other side of the house to do something. And a few minutes later, he comes back through and she's got her little Yoda pez dispenser and she cocks the head back and the pez shoots out. And she's like, hey, daddy, you want some pears? And he's like, yeah, I want some pears. And he goes in for it. Right. And so that's what we want is we want, we want that presentation Mm. We want the pastor to come in each and every Sunday and throw the Bible out, you know. And for those who weren't there, I cocked my head up and held the Bible out of my neck like I was a giant Pez dispenser. But <laughs> which was funny, yeah, it was funny. But anyway, that's yeah, that was a Francis Chan illustration from mm. a long time ago. I can't remember when and where I heard that, but it stuck with me. Mm. And then, and then you also kind of got off on in point two, talking about uh, a lot of things that we have to deal with we don't realize is because we don't know scripture has actually spoken to that particular circumstance. So it's like, had we known it, it was written. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are the instances in scripture where, you know, uh, Jesus would be there. There's uh, tons of times where he, where he would, somebody would ask him a question and then he would start to answer and he would say, it's, it is written or, Uh haven't you read da 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 and he would answer the question but there's there's six different actual instances where he's in the middle of engaging an opposer like an argument there's a little bit of a disagreement or not a little bit there's very much a disagreement going on <laughs> yeah. he's debating someone where in the middle of the argument Jesus says have you not read and then corrects them in other words and and I think context is everything there that's Jesus Christ himself looking at someone basically suggesting, had you known Scripture better, you wouldn't be making the mistake you're making. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's Ouch. tough you to probably, swallow. You probably wouldn't be opening your mouth right now. Right, yeah. exactly. And so... Mm, but that's good stuff. Anyway. And then you came, uh, f- kind of close it out with your point three. The third approach is don't just read the Bible, encounter the person within the Bible. Yeah, this was one of the cross-references that I came across that um, the first cross-reference that I didn't mention, or we didn't mention on the podcast I did in the sermon, was your verses mm-hmm. from Second Chronicles right. that you had done. And so they were actually referencing these verses in Deuteronomy as well. Yep, yep. But um, in uh, verses uh, 19 and 20 of chapter 30, um, as Moses has been talking about our obedience to God's word, our obedience to the law of the Lord, just over and over and over, he's hammering the, our, the importance of that. He turns on a dime and says, you know, like, here, I'm pick up in the middle of verse 19, therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your, your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days. Mm. Anyway, so the whole time before that, it's been talking about, obeying his word, holding fast to his word, holding on to mm-hmm. his word, uh, adhering to his word. And it's like this turn that Moses takes and being, you know, um, and so it kind of put, it creates a little bit of a dilemma where is it God or is it God's word? And I know that that comes across as like splitting hairs a little mm-hmm. bit because it's like, well, aren't they one in the same? Well, yes, they are. But, you know, 
because your life is definitely dependent upon the difference between life and death is, yes, do you adhere to his word? So that is true in one sense. That's what Moses had been saying. But the dilemma is, but none of us can keep it. Mm. None of us can actually live up to it. Yeah. And so at that point, Moses has actually turned and begins to project towards something else. Mm. And that's when... I brought, you know, because I, you know, like Paul in the New Testament says, we're altogether unprofitable. There's none none righteous, no, not one. Uh, You know, David said, if you marked iniquities, who could stand? But then um, the the cross reference for this is actually from Romans chapter 10, Mm -hmm. and it's verse uh, 5 through 10. And Paul says, for Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. So he's quoting Moses there. Mm-hmm. It, it should be in quotations in your Bible, whatever translation you have. That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss, also in quotes. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Both of those are quotes from the passage we were reading. But what does it say? And then, again, a quote from the passage. The word is near you. It is in your mouth, in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm. That's just through verse 9. But essentially just saying that the word that Moses was talking about the entire time was Jesus. Like he's projecting towards the gospel. Um, you know, mm. and, and that's kind of where I ended it is kind of like a – a call for salvation saying, you know, the primary purpose of the scripture is not to give us a list of assignments or how to books, but tell us mm. about grace that's been offered to us. Yeah. I, I had a couple of quotes right at the end that you mentioned, and I'm, I'm not sure if they're word for word, but it's how I heard them. Mm-hmm. But uh, one was, this is not about what you can do for God, but what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is when you read scripture, a lot of times we're reading scripture like, okay, what does God want me to do? What does God want me to adhere to? What, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 blah. But what you're saying is, is more important than that. You focus on what God has done yeah. for you in yeah, your stead, right. your your atonement, your substitution, all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. What I was trying to get at was just through that, it's real easy to get because what happens with somebody goes into if you go if you approach scripture with the mindset of let me see what I can get for me yes here, as in let me see how, what I can learn to make my marriage better let me see what I can learn yeah to make my how to choose a job better all mm-hmm. these things and then you get in there and you find yourself entrenched in the middle of a genealogy or or histories. Uh, or right. lists of sacrifices or dimensions of the temple, and all of a sudden it's like, what does that have to do with how to make my marriage better? What does that have to do with? <laughs> right, because yeah. what I'm you're just approaching it for the entirely wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's not what can I learn for me here. It's like what can I learn from Jesus here because it's mm-hmm. all about Him. Right, know, right, cover to cover. Yeah, I, I like how you said it. You probably didn't say it quite this way, but. You said we have a bad habit of reading the Bible obsessed with ourselves instead of obsessed mm. with Christ. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So because when when we realize that the Bible is not about us, that it's about Him, it means that instead of reading the Bible obsessing about myself the entire time, I can just read the Bible with my eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm. And so anyway, that was, uh, I said, you know, when we realize that, that leads to kind of the big, realizing the biggest mystery in all of that. And, and that is 
the way to life in peace is not to figure out how to do everything exactly right, to check every box, to hit every how-to. The way to life in peace is just simply know who Jesus is. Mm. Yep. I see a future book in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one quote that somebody came up to me after the second service and said, man, I love that, was when right after that I said, because I can assure you your five steps to a good marriage is not nearly as is not going to do you nearly as much good as learning the one huge step God took to get to you at the cross. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, yeah. that was. That's really that it. full, that, that's that full, you know, come about as far as the gospel is the answer to everything. Right. right. You know, right. and until you, until you have that full, you know, turnabout face or whatever, yeah. you know, you're, you're just never, you're going to continue to come to God like he's a Pez dispenser. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got to realize yeah. it's not about the steps you take to get to God. It's about the step that God already took to get to you, mm-hmm. and everything else is an outflow of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so how I kind of brought that part to a head was saying, learning that, believing that, that that right there, and that's why, because people say the gospel is the answer to everything. How is the gospel the answer to my marriage, right? Mm-hmm. right. When you learn that, you believe that, you you shape your life around that, that breaks your pride. Mm-hmm. Because now when you understand, like what Tiffany just said, that what he did to get to you, that is a cried crush, yeah. crusher that yeah. pulverizes pride in your, in your life. And when it does, that makes you a gracious person, mm. which was mm-hmm. exactly the problem with your marriage to begin with. Right. Yeah. You right. weren't a gracious person. That's right. That you, were, you or your spouse or both of you were overflowing with pride. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, great job, Blake. And... Uh, we are getting geared up for an, a brand new month here at High Point. We'll be climbing a different mountain, and uh, it's going to be Mount Tabor, and we're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit in the month of September. I'm not going to give you the series title. You have to come check that <laughs> out yourself, but um, but it's going to be a great month, and looking forward to a lot of great um, opportunities to serve uh, in the fall and uh, a lot of great things coming our way. We just had a great men's ministry thing last night with mm-hmm. the shrimp bowl, yeah. and, you know, uh, unfortunately, Tyson and myself are no longer the cornhole champions. Who won? Uh, I had to leave a little early. Well, DT and Casey got together, Casey Fuller, uh-huh. and we got into a good game. At one point, Tyson and I were ahead 14-13, but then DT said, okay, I'm done playing with y'all. Mm-mm. And he just put us out. Took you out. He just put us out. Um, so, and I, I lost it in the end. It was my fault. Mm. I take the blame. Mm. My son, who hates to lose, is already counting down the days for next year. Mm. So You didn't have any problem cutting my throat in the first match. I sure enough did. did. <laughs> well, you know, how, you know how I was putting him in the hole? Yeah. On you? Yeah. I was doing the same thing to DT, but he'd just go right on top of me. Yeah. Like, oh. every time I put it in the hole, he's like, okay, fine. Yeah, like he was toying with me because he would throw one off the board and miss the board entirely, and then I would hit the hole, and then the very next throw he'd cap it, you know. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, you're playing with us." Yeah. So yeah, we got a few ringers around here. We when do. It comes to cornhole, we do. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was a good night. Great night. What do we got coming up? Uh, Wednesday night services this week, like usual, six thirty. Kids, students, adults, all going on. And then Sunday, we have one service this Sunday, 1030. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Um, it is one service. Everybody wear your shirts. It'll yes. be the first 
first uh, you know sermon for the series, so we all wear our uh, in shirts. And if you don't have one, stop by the Connection Corner yep. on your way in. We'll get you one. Absolutely. Jumpstart class starts. It starts the week after Labor Day. Yep. After so, Labor Day. Yeah, so so if not you, this coming Sunday, but the next. If you've been visiting our church uh, for a while and you've been thinking about taking that next step, uh, here's you a good jump start. Learn all about our church, and you'll actually be given the opportunity to become a member in the class itself. So yep. um, take advantage of that. It's not yeah. a pressure cooker, though. No, <laughs> no, it's we don't very twist your back. arm. Very laid yeah. back. It's very not car. Back. It's not car salesman esque. <laughs> no timeshare pitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if uh, if we give you an extra worship service on Tuesday nights, can mm. we do business today? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. But it can be. So what we got to do to get you sign that covenant right there? Let's go. Yeah. Well, anything else? I don't have anything. I think that's it. Well, thank you all for my cake. Thank you for the pizza. The even mid, though mid-level the, pizza. The, yeah, the mid-level pizza. <laughs> thank you for my gift, and I enjoyed it. All right. All right. Happy birthday. It's over. We don't Happy have to celebrate birthday. it no more. That's it. It's all <laughs> behind us. Are y'all going to tell? We have not told people how old I am. That's up to you. You called Hope out earlier, so I think you should share. I did. I said Hope turned 30. My daughter's birthday is on the 25th, mm-hmm. and I'm on the 27th. Joey turned 35. Uh, 35. Backwards. The, the Backwards. Yes. <laughs> yes, we'll leave it at that. Backwards. All right. If you can't do that, then you need to take a couple weeks off and then quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We good? Yeah. yeah. See you. See you. Sandy Grevy.